I'm breaking chapter 6 into two parts. There's a pretty clear division between each of these parts. The chapter begins with Princess Lise, who is with child, entering the study where Pierre and her husband André are. Pierre is one of those guests that she's very happy to see her husband with. The princess enters wearing an elegant house gown, and her husband, nearly out of obligation and not love, pulls up a chair for her. Pierre then brings up a topic of conversation that she pounces upon. Pierre says that he can't make out why André wants to go to this war. Lise is completely on board with that sentiment. She agrees in full and then speaks more to the general than the specific. She offers that she doesn't know why men can't get on without war. Women, on the other hand, generally want nothing to do with war. So Tolstoy reveals at the beginning of this extraordinarily lengthy novel who the smarter of the sexes is. War is not in any way the glory it's made out to be, but instead is humanity at its worst. Lise brings up that in St. Petersburg, her husband is respected, in a great position, safe, has a great opportunity for advancement, even to work with the emperor, and, of course, he's going to be a father very soon. She starts making an emotional appeal. But her husband, André, was quite frigid. He responds to her, what are you really afraid of? Then she pretty much addresses herself to Pierre, but speaking passionately. She suggests that her husband is leaving because of his ego, that he wants to go play at war and risk making her a widow. She mentions that while he's gone, for months or years at a time, she's going to be completely alone and she's being sent away to the country estate with André's father and sister, something she is not looking forward to. Tolstoy describes her speaking with anger and looked like a vicious little squirrel. André then tells her she should be getting to bed. She makes a stand and at this point her anger and frustration boil over. She reveals a side of her that she would never, in front of aristocratic company, Pierre is treated quite differently as a true intimate. She is crying in front of her husband, saying, Why have you changed towards me? What have I done to you? Why don't you feel for me? Why are you leaving? How could you do this? You were basically a different man six months ago, and what happened? André is getting a, a bit embarrassed and asks her to stop the full frontal assault. Pierre, at this point, is motivated to get up, go over to her, and console her, albeit briefly. He doesn't want to get between husband and wife. With a few more stern words, André gets his wife to leave for the night. She says, Mon Dieu, mon Dieu, my God, my God, kisses him and leaves. André and Pierre are a little uncomfortable now, and they agree to have supper in the elegant dining room, which is described as having a luxurious, newlywed feel. And that passionate version of Lise that we just experienced... Now it comes out in André. He advises Pierre with his whole heart, never marry until you've done all you can accomplish. He says, never marry until you no longer love the woman of your choice. He's referring to aristocratic marriages, mainly being family affairs that are arranged. He tells Pierre, marry at a higher age expected of you, which would still be quite young by today's standards. He says, otherwise, all that is fine and noble in you will be tossed away, wasted on trifles. He's expressing disillusionment and feeling stuck. Pierre doesn't interrupt. He lets his friend continue. He says, My wife is an excellent and honorable woman, but what I wouldn't give to be free of her. He relays that Pierre is the only one that he can truly open up to. He is vigorously alive in his misery in feeling trapped with his wife. This is the most passionate you will see Prince André for quite some time. He then references who he's going off to fight. He says that Bonaparte has accomplished monumental things before he was married because he was free to focus on them. He clearly wants to be a great man chasing glory. Definitely a popular sentiment 
André wants to be free to change the world positively in his vision, to be part of reform and progress of humanity. He feels constrained over not being able to pursue these aspirations. He then condemns the triviality of the aristocratic lifestyle that he leads, at least in how it's expressed by those around him. Here, he seems to be channeling Kohelet or Ecclesiastes in remarking that there's a vanity to life that he can't get over. He references women being selfish and trivial in their salon society. He's basically on a rant. Pierre is completely shocked at these lamentations. He voices that this seems very odd, that Prince André seems to have everything a person could want. A beautiful wife, a great position, he's going to be a dad soon. He considered André a model of perfection. As André is clearly good with people, intelligent, he has an excellent memory, he has book smarts, he's a hard worker, he has a searching mind. Overall, Pierre described this as a tremendous willpower to live for the benefit of society. André sees maybe he went too far, calms down a little bit, and says, Pierre, let's focus on you for a minute. Here, Pierre reveals a little bit about himself that will interest the reader. He says, hey, what's to say? I'm still the illegitimate son of my father. Here, we learn that Pierre does not have his fortune or his future guaranteed, at least to the extent of many of his peers with title. We see a stark contrast in that Pierre, who is a bit aimless but completely free, has exactly what André would love to have but just doesn't. And André has a great number of those characteristics that Pierre definitely wishes he had including a great sense of stability and position. This strong desire to have exactly what the other has is beautifully described. André then expresses his brotherly love for Pierre as he describes that Pierre is the one live soul that he knows. He gives Pierre some encouragement. Basically, whatever you decide, it'll be the right choice, and I know it'll work out. But he gives him one piece of advice. Avoid the Kuragins. And that's something that's going to be hard for Pierre to do because he's staying with them in St. Petersburg. André advises especially stay away from the womanizing and generally dishonest Anatole Kuragin. Anatole is another French name for a Russian in the inner circle of St. Petersburg society. Prince André tells Pierre not to hang out with Anatole that very night and even makes him swear to it on his honor, which Pierre does, but he'll soon break that promise. Pierre gave his word that he would just go home, not hang out with anybody, but he didn't live up to it. Anatole, to put him into context, is the brother of Hippolyte and also the brother of Hélène, who is described as gorgeous. Hélène will have a large and important role later on. 